welcome to Be Truly Heard with me, coach and voice expert Anne Leatherland. If you're a woman in business looking to speak with authority, warmth and authenticity, this is the podcast for you. We'll explore valuable personal growth strategies alongside vocal skills so you can overcome confidence barriers and communicate what's inside. Your voice matters. It's time to be truly heard. Hello, this is Be Truly Heard and I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. Today's episode is called Practice Makes Dot Dot Dot. Now, I bet you automatically said to yourself in your mind, perfect, didn't you? Well, I know where that comes from. We need to practice things to become good at them. That's reality. However, I like to take the emphasis off perfect because, let's face it, nothing ever is. And take the emphasis off putting ourselves under pressure. Who needs that? Let's think more in terms of practice makes progress. It's about learning, growth and change. Today, then, we'll be looking at why practicing physical and mental skills is important to building your confidence in speaking, how to practice so that you get results, and how to make sure that you get your practice done. First of all, then, let's give this some context. Well, you want to improve your confidence and you want to improve your skill in speaking, make more impact, feel better about it all and have success when you communicate with people. That requires work on your voice, and as we've said in previous sessions, your body, and also yourself, the person that you are, because the two are inextricably linked. You'll be used to doing what you usually do. Now, I call this the default position, the way that you usually speak, the way that you usually communicate with people and the way that you usually think about yourself. So improving any of these things, making them better for ourselves, means learning new things and making changes. Ultimately, that leads to growth. That leads to moving on, moving on and making progress. This takes time and repetition for your brain and body to adapt, and also your nervous system, actually. Let's liken it to learning to drive a car, if you drive a car. At first, you have no idea, really, about how the clutch and the accelerator, the gas pedal, work together, or maybe even that they're there. Most people do have some kind of inkling, I think, these days, but you don't necessarily know how to work them. So then you learn but you don't get it right. The car jumps all over the place, kangaroos down the road, or you can't park it or you can't reverse. You can't do any number of things and get the coordination right. Then eventually you get the idea and you can do that. You can make that coordination, but you really have to focus on it. And then finally, you can just get in and drive the car and you don't even have to think about that coordination. It just happens. It's exactly the same with learning speaking skills or voice skills in general. It requires coordinations between our body and our voice and also 
our brain and our voice and our nervous system and our voice. We need to be aware of who we are as a person and how that voice is linked to our identity, as well as developing these new skills so that we can speak in the way that we want to. And this takes time. So we need practice. Next then, what effective practice is and isn't? Or I should say isn't and is, because I'm going to start with the isn'ts. First of all, it's not optional. Now I can hear the groans from where I am, but it really isn't optional. We need to do it if we're going to enable change and growth. Otherwise, let's face it, we stay the same. If we don't do anything, everything stays the same. We need that action. It isn't spasmodic. You know, we do two hours one week and then nothing the next, and then maybe an hour on two days the next week. That's not beneficial. Better than nothing, I suppose. But for me, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, or when you get more proficient and you've got bigger things to do, maybe an hour a day. But a little and often is better than a great big long session because you fail to do it all week. I think 10 minutes a day of working on yourself or your voice and its skills is doable. It isn't about just going over things that you can already do. Everybody likes that. If it's playing the piano, we like to play the one that we know because it makes us feel good. If we're doing a talk or a presentation, we like to go to the bit that we're comfortable with. But no, go to the bit that you're uncomfortable with. It's about challenges. And take that bit in small steps, break it down. I call this a gradient. Then eventually it will be like driving the car. You'll be able to do that thing. Good practice isn't rushed. Now, I don't mean it can't be short. As I've just said, a little and often is very useful. But it needs to be focused. Not, oh, I'll just get this done and that will be it. I'll have done it for the day. I can tick it off the list. If you have vocal exercises to do, for instance, give them your attention. If you have something to do that requires you to think about yourself and your approach to what you're doing, then give it your attention. Give it proper time, even if it's only five minutes. Think about it and focus on that and nothing else. Put your phone away. Just do that one thing. Efficient practice isn't unplanned. That's important. You can plan it just before you do it, but make the best use of time. Don't just say to yourself, oh, I've got to try and do everything now in these five minutes. No, you don't. You can choose part of what you're trying to learn. Focus on that for your five or ten minutes. Plan to do it in a specific way. Which brings me to that old acronym. I'm sure you all know it. Make it specific, measurable, achievable realistic and timely. Be specific about what you'll practice. Measure how it's going. Keep a little journal. Keep a little note. How did it go today? Make it achievable. If you bite off more than you can chew, you won't want to carry on. Make it realistic. Is this something you can realistically work towards? And timely. Do it in good time. Give it a space. So I think we've covered all of that in what we've said. Have a think about it. When was the last time that you had to practice anything? And how did you do it? Were you successful? 
Or did you procrastinate and put it off? What is it if you play a musical instrument or you play a sport or anything that requires you to gain skills? No doubt you practice. Think about how you do it. I'm going to say now that practice also needs to be a habit. In other words, it needs to be something that we just do for consistency, for building up those new neural pathways in the brain that we need to learn something new or change something that's our default. It becomes part of our self and our life. And guess what? That stops the procrastination. If we know that that's what we're doing, that's what we do every day, that's part of us, our self and our life, then we just do it. We need to build habits. Planning and recording helps with that. It helps to get things done. I'm going to mention a great book here now, which you've probably heard of as well. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't, have a read. I'm taking the idea of habit stacking from James here. I use this a lot to help my clients to build habits of practice. For instance, I'll advise that they set aside 10 minutes a day and they do their vocal warm-up or their vocal practice. The two are slightly different, as we'll find out in another session. But they do that as they do something else or just before they're going to do something else that they always do. So, for instance, put on the coffee machine, put on the kettle, even just before they brush their teeth, whatever. Something that will remind them to do that practice. For voices, it tends to be good in the morning before the day gets going because it gets your voice going. On the other side of things, I encourage them to use an affirmation every time they notice that negative voice in the head. Affirmations are a tricky thing. Sometimes we don't believe them. So there's no reason why you can't say, well, it's reasonable to believe that I can improve my speaking skills rather than I am a great speaker if you don't feel ready to go there. But we'll talk about that more in another session. So have a think about what you could do to make practicing using your voice or thinking more positively about yourself a habit. What could you stack with that habit so that you can build it up? And how will you record whether you've done it? It's really important if you want to succeed. So I hope you can see from this that practice is an important part of growing, changing and moving forward. In terms of confidence and communication, we've seen that we need to practice effectively to make this a regular habit in order to make those lasting changes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this or on any of the episodes so far. Just drop me a line at info at or find me on the socials. Join me next week when I'll be looking more closely at anxiety in the business workplace. And I'm going to have a special guest, so don't miss this one. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Be Truly Heard. Please look out for future episodes and do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Anne Leatherland, or learn more at anneleatherland.co.uk. If you have questions and comments about speaking with confidence... I'd love to hear from you and will respond in future episodes. 
Be Truly Heard is brought to you by Vocal Intuition and produced by The Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. Bye for now.